You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. This week we are still in the realm of Joker because we're going to be talking about a subject that's very close to my heart. I feel very close to your heart, Chris, because it's essentially the basis of our podcast. That's why we're here. Yeah. That's why we're here. We're here. We're talking. We're going to be talking about Elseworlds this week. DC's Elseworlds. We're going to give you a rundown on what that was. Maybe the reason why they started doing them. You know, uh, what was the first one? Yep. The first one. What was the first one? Um, it's an unofficial. It's unofficial? It's unofficial. Well, wait. So. We'll save it for, okay, we'll save for, it for then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we want to talk about that. We want to talk about uh, the different versions of Elseworlds uh, because to me, there are two different types. Uh, essentially um but uh, it's 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 what the joker is as they have as people who read comics has come to know the movie joker is in elseworld it's they just don't know that yet they the <laughs> movie people don't know that the movie yet. people don't know that yet yes but we know it because that's the only way i can somewhat put it in my brain or that sad clown title what was it a cameo sad clown sad clown <laughs> that, sad clown that is, works too bad two weeks <laughs> um so we're going to talk about Elseworlds. We want to talk about what our favorite Elseworlds are. We're going to talk about how uh, the DCCW shows are pretty much running wild with that every year now. Um, yes. So even their their crossover event last year was called Elseworlds. That's true. Yeah, so, that was a fun one. So I, think I watched it. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure we watched it. I think I, so, yeah, I yeah, came to watch it with me. So yeah, let's let's going to go ahead and get to that spinner rack first, and then we'll we'll get into the Elseworlds. Okay, so it's Wednesday. It's that great day of the week. So let's go to our LCS, our local comic shop, and see what's out there. Action Comics 1016. God, it's so crazy to say these large numbers, but it's exciting. So anyways, the Superman books, right now, Bendis is going to be doing a lot of crazy stuff. And, um, you know, like, it's it's all big story stuff right now. So it's definitely worth picking them up. So right now, Super, or sorry, Action will have that going on. Um, we will be seeing his new creation, Naomi. She will be jumping into this issue as well. So if you want to see Naomi interacting with the rest of the DC Universe, this is the place to be. Aquaman annual number two will be out this week. And so Aquaman's been getting much celebrated success with his newfound franchise in the movies. So in this one, we have a year of the villain tie in. So it takes us back to Amnesty Bay, which is supposed to be Aquaman's new home. I believe his new like old school home. And anyways, uh, we're, we're going to see some adventures there. And then you're going to meet Aquaman's dog, Salty. That's right. That's a real thing. Aquaman's um, dog, Salty. Yes. Is he a sea dog? No, I think he's a landlubber dog. Dogfish. So he's a yeah, the dogfish. Uh, no, he's going to be a, a land dog, and he's missing. So what's going to happen there? So you do not take off. So is this dog. supposed to be like? Uh, so it's it's Superman's dog Crypto, Batman's dog Ace. There's uh, Wonder Woman had a kangaroo. Wonder Woman has a kangaroo. Yes. 
Uh, Power Girl has um, Streaky the cat. Yeah, she had a cat. Well, not Streaky. She had a cat because Supergirl had Streaky the super. Oh, cat. okay. Yeah. So because there was even a super horse and Beepo the super monkey. There's Beepo the super monkey. There's the super horse. There's whatever that new bat looking like bat monster thing that That's Damien true. has. I forgot Damien had that. Um, isn't there? Oh, there's a bat cow. Yeah, there's bat cow. <laughs> so there is a precedent for these animals. So there is there is Aquaman's dog. Who else? Flash needs to have uh, a Roadrunner. Hey, why not? That'd be the one to go with. Or That'd a cheetah. Ooh. Wonder yeah. Woman might get upset about that. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. we'll give him the Roadrunner. Okay. <laughs> that takes me back going since we're talking Elseworlds. I don't know if you remember this. This is going to be such a such a flashback. So there was a year McDonald's did their Happy Meal toys. Like we were kids. And they had the the Looney Tunes be the DC superheroes. Okay. So Bugs Bunny was standing there, and then you'd clip on this chest, and he was Superman. And ba- uh, Daffy Duck would be standing there with his arms open, and you'd clip on the chest, and he'd have the, the bat cape and cowl with the wings spread. Oh. And I think they actually went with the Tasmanian Devil to be the Flash. That makes sense. That yeah. I think Porky Pig or whatever, Petunia Pig, was that was that her name? She was Wonder Woman. I don't know if they had any others. They didn't have a female version of something that they could just, like, Petunia Pig is kind of a deep cut like yeah i mean lola bunny came out in space space, uh, space jam, jam yeah. so that would still not be appropriate well, she, I think she daisy was, no daisy's over on it. disney yeah yeah there are no female looney oh really looney back Tunes, then huh? they didn't. i mean the best they had was the the elderly lady the one that had oh tweety. yeah tweety birds uh well is it tweety isn't that is tweety, I tweety was male i know i for some reason thought then again these were the, you know, I don't know yeah Okay, that's interesting. Uh, but anyways, yeah, so I will I will find a picture of these and show you show you in a bit. But anyways, yeah, so uh, Aquaman's dog Salty, so we get to read about his adventures there. Batman, Curse does of that, the White oh. Does that does that tie into the zoo crew somehow? If they were smart, so I know a couple years ago Avengers did a mini series called Pet Avengers. Uh-huh. And it it blew up. It that's with uh, Lockjaw, right? Yeah, Lockjaw and several other animals. And so I mean it's like, why not? You know? Um oh man, get uh Franco and um, oh, his partner. I want to say Art. Or I think it's Art and Franco. And I hope one of them, their names, isn't Art Franco. But anyways, <laughs> those two guys because they did that Tiny Titans and they did the recent Superman. Oh of yeah, 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 yeah. They have that perfect art style, and that'd be great. Just do like you know the the Justice Legion of Animals or something like that. And there, yeah, there you go, Justice League of Animals, JLA. There you go. And then you, you have that little book, and it's their adventures. Kids would eat that up. It'd be fantastic. Okay. There you go, DC. Million dollar idea. You're welcome. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Anyway, so uh, Batman Curse of the White Knight number four is out. I recently just sent this text to Mitch, and I was like, you know, like we've been talking about this. There's such a resurgence of uh, Azrael yeah, love. It's crazy. You know, because last week they had their first Tales of the Multiverse, which is kind of like the new, edgier, darker uh, Elseworlds stories. And it's crazy because Azrael had a big bit in that one. Saint as no Saint Batman, I think he was. Mm-hmm. And then now you got this one. And I tell you what, Sean Murphy, that world that he's created, that Batman world, I love it. I love the cars. I love the images. It's fantastic stuff. And so I, I remember seeing this when the first White Knight came out, the first uh, run. Yeah, uh, I, I was like, at, at first, I was like, okay, this is cool. And then in the middle of it, kind of was like, I don't know if I'm okay with this. Like, I I, I don't like where the story's going. But that the ending of it just pulls it all together and it's such a great story yeah and like thankfully he stuck the ending because there were so many miniseries that would come out and you're like "Mm, that ending stunk yeah but see and and hey there's an elseworld that's curse of the white knight or the white knight 
Batman White Knight is an Elseworld. That's yeah, a it's outside uh, of continuity. So. That's a version of Batman, and this is this is after DC decided they never want they didn't want to use the words Elseworlds anymore. So they they you know we have Black Label, which is where we got uh, oh Batman gosh, Damned, yeah. uh, which is now out on trade, I believe. Um, kind of, kind ish. of ish. <laughs> uh, you know, there's there's that, and it's it's just. It's unfortunate. I don't know why they would want to get rid of that, but they are doing what they're doing the three different tight uh, versions of their stuff, right? It's a uh, there's DC Kids, DC, and then DC Black or something yeah, like that, like right? They took a lot of their labels, their imprints. There you go. That's the, the Vertigo is gone. Yeah, and they just destroyed everything. And it's like, yeah, there's three of them that are just there, and it's like, there you go. And it's a shame because they've worked real hard, and I think Elseworlds is strong enough that it could sell on its own. I don't see why not. That was literally some of my favorite stories. Yeah, you saw that little logo. You're like, this is it. This is the good <laughs> stuff right here. Yeah, so anyways, but yes, do yourself a favor. Pick up Curse of the White Knight. It's four issues in. We're at the halfway point. It's fantastic stuff. Uh, Batman Superman issue three will be out. This will continue on with another alternate reality Batman because it's the Batman who laughs. So he's going to be plaguing Superman and Batman, and he's also going to have his team of the, oh, God, the, the Inferior Five? Yeah. I don't think it was the Secret Six. There Secret. we go. They took the Secret Six, and this is where they're all infected uh, characters of the DC Universe. So we're definitely going to be seeing some buildup towards that. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, Black Adam, his year, of the villain spe- his year of the Villain Special will be out. Detective Comics 1014 as well. Uh, if you're trying to save some money, this is a great thing. Dollar Comics Swamp Thing number one will be out. So this will be a reprinting of Swamp Thing number one. And now this one will be interesting. Why? Because this is the Alan Moore. No, sorry. This is Len Wein and Bernie Weinstein. Uh, Wrightston. Um, so this is the scientist Alec Holland being reborn a Swamp Thing. So you got to keep an eye on that because Len Wein is the creator of Swamp Thing. Alan Moore is the one who took him to some crazy depths. Now, and Alan Moore is the one that said that no, Swamp Thing isn't the reincarnation of Alan Moore or Alec... Uh, Alec Holland. Holland. He was just a elemental who thought he was Alec Holland. Yes. But Len Wein original story was that he Alec was the man who became who Swamp became Swamp Thing. Thing. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. where do you go with that? Like obviously the Alan Moore story is the more popular one, is the one that people refer to now. But Len Wein, the creator, says no, this is Well, he did his first. He right. did it The Man Becomes the Thing. But he was around when Alan Moore took it, and he, hey, that's cool, do it. I mean, yeah, you, know? you can't sit there and be like, this is out of my hands. Yeah, you, 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 you yeah. When you create properties for another company, things happen like that. It makes them stronger. I think, honestly, like the way I always envision Swamp Thing, and I think it makes him more relatable, is it's a guy who became the Swamp Thing. You know, you can do all that crazy elemental stuff. I'm totally cool with that, but I think that's what helps ground him is that he was a man who became a thing. It's like Spectre. You yeah. need the Jim Corrigan or the Michael Crispus? Alan Crispus. Alan Crispus. Yeah. Or you, Hal Jordan. Or Hal Jordan. You need the human <laughs> person to, to ground it. Otherwise, it's just a, It's just too ridiculous. It's a, yeah, over-the-top yeah. power. Yeah. So, but yeah, if you want to get some insights on the origins of the Swamp Thing, that is a place to go. Flash 81 will be out this week as well. Uh, this will continue Barry Allen. Um, some of the Year of the Villain tie-in stuff, but it's more or less going to start focusing on the rogues because they've all been beefed up and they're, they're um, definitely doing a lot more. So um, this will begin – or sorry, this will continue the Hunter and the Hunted. Now, I'm 
Uh, so I'm torn with this one because it's actually going to be Barry Allen and Hunter Zolomon working together. And Hunter Zolomon was Zoom. So now what, what's the story? Like, so this is called the hunted and the hunt, the hunter and the hunted. Now is this, this is in flash. So this is like his main but it series is continuity. It's, yeah, so his main, Hunter has yep. already been, yeah, he's yeah, done his zoom thing and he's back in the new, no, in the rebirth universe. Hunter Zolomon is in the future and he's the, he's the one that started off the whole, uh, uh, what was that? The the oh, Flash guy. War? Yeah, yeah. He was the one who kicked off the Flash War. Uh, so he's still not a good guy. No, he's not a good guy. But, you know, Barry's going to work with him, so this is going to be weird. You know, and I don't know. I mean, I, I like Hunter's element. I think he was a great character. I, I think so, too. A villain. I think it was ridiculous when they wiped him off the board. Um, and then I, I really did appreciate the way they handled him in Flash War. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to see what they're going to do here. So I'm, I'm very curious. But, you know, we're only two parts in, so it's it's still up in the air. Who knows? Uh, Justice League Dark Issue 16 will be out. Martian Manhunter number 9 of 12 will be out, continuing his brand new year one. Red Hood Outlaw Issue 39 will be out. The Terrifics is hitting Issue 21. That's crazy. That's the only one left, that's right? That's the only one left. The wow. rest of that, what was it, the Dark Age or the Metal Age or something like that? It's something like that. Something like that. Dark metal. I don't know. But anyways, all those <laughs> books died except for the Terrifics. Uh, Wonder Woman hits issue 81. And then Zero Hour. I know this is one that's near and dear to my heart. They will be getting their 25th anniversary omnibus. Wow. Yeah. Every flipping book is collected here. All the Zero Hour specials, all the Zero issues, and the main series, all of it there. That's a big book then. Yes. Oh, I'm so I'm so mad because I bought the deluxe hardcover, <laughs> and then I see that they solicited this. I was like, "Son of a gun!" What's the what's the, the going price for the one hundred and fifty bucks? Wow, yeah, that's a lot of ponies. So I'm kind of sad. Uh, I, I will just stare at it's it. It's a lot of cry. zeros. I will just stare at it and cry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. If we go to the other side of the fence. Uh, over at Marvel Comics this week, we have some more carnage going on. Absolute Carnage Issue 1 gets a fifth printing. Issue 2 gets a third printing. Issue 3 gets a second printing. That's right. That's how crazy this series is, man. This is insane. Uh, Absolute Carnage Lethal Protectors number 1 of 3 gets a second printing. And then Absolute Carnage Lethal Protectors 3 of 3 will come to a conclusion. Uh, Absolute Carnage versus Deadpool number 1 will get a third printing. That thing is insane, man. That's crazy. Uh, Agents of Atlas will be on issue 3 of 5. Well, speaking of, uh, sorry to cut you off, but speaking of um, Carnage, did you hear that they cast someone for Venom 2 as yes. Shriek? Yes, so Carnage is Harley Quinn, so to speak. His, That's what she's going to become. It's it's his, it's his love interest. Uh, it's it's the idea that she's a symbiote that can hurt other symbiotes because she has a, a sonic power. So it's him, you know, falling in love with a character that could definitely hurt him. Yeah, no, I can definitely see. It's like, hey, you know what? These female properties are great. Let's explore it more. And then, yes, they're going to probably go that route where it's like, hey, let's have her be a little off kilter. Because <laughs> because nowadays I see everybody's doing this comparison like, oh, well, Venom and Joker because we're getting bad guy films. I'm like, I watched Venom. I didn't think he was a bad guy. Well, Venom isn't a bad guy. Like, yes, he terrorized Peter Parker. But that was well, in the first. comics. Yes. In at, the comics, he's, yeah. he's a he's an antihero now. Yeah. Now he's um, an antihero. But I mean, in that movie, though, just keeping it respectively movies. Yeah. He was not a bad guy. Not he was just a guy who screwed up, made bad choices, and then got superpowers and wised up. And Stanley told him, "You go get that girl." 
<laughs> Hopefully he's not going to do it crazy. Was Stan Lee in that? Did he yeah. do a cameo? Yeah. I completely blanked it out of my mind. Most people did. <laughs> I tried to blank that whole movie yeah, out of exactly. my mind. Exactly. As a lot of people did, unfortunately. But yeah. Um, and you're right. Like if we movie to movie, you know, one's a hero story, one's a, I don't even know what to call that thing. The bad Joker, story. A bad clown story. <laughs> uh, but then if we go into the comics realm, yeah, no, you're right. He started off, he was terrorizing Peter. But what I really like the fact is, in his twisted view, he had reason to do it. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he kind of like woke up and realized, yeah, you know what? I can't blame everybody for my bad choices. And, you know, um, like actually his faith really kind of challenged him as well. Because, you know? mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you can only eat so many brains and then ask yourself, <laughs> am I doing okay? <laughs> but, yeah, no, he's definitely – he's a character that's grown. So, yeah, I can see their movie franchise spinning out more because you did have Venom versus another symbiote. I forget which one it was. Um, in Riot in the Riot? movie? Was it right? Okay, yeah. yeah. So, And then you're talking what Carnage should be the villain in the, bad, in the, second, in the second one. one yeah. And so now Shriek will be there as well. Mm-hmm. I think there were like – Six of them. Yeah, I think it was Venice, Carnage, and then there's Toxin, Four, Riot. Well, you already said Riot. Yeah. Toxin, Scream. Yeah, Scream. I think was one of them. Is it Scream? Vile. I remember that was there one. Was Vile. Okay. Yeah. There's one that had like weird fur. Also, I don't remember Ugh, which one that yeah. was. Yeah. There were some crazy looking ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you have what Edge of Venom verse. Yeah, and all that and then stuff. you'll have their their Every, alternate versions of them. Yeah, and there's you know going to be thousands upon thousands of people getting yeah. symbiotes, and there's a whole planet of symbiotes, and the emotional venom spectrum. <laughs> sure, <laughs> the Thor core venoms. <laughs> hey, why not? If it works once, it'll work a thousand times. <laughs> there you go. Uh, speaking of spinoffs. Amazing Mary Jane number one. Yes, it's finally here. Mary Jane is getting her own book. I'm just saying that loud because it's a number one. Um, but anyways, yes, Mary Jane will be getting her own comic book. Uh, there are a couple, quite a handful of covers to choose from. Uh, this is definitely spinning out of the current adventures of Spider-Man, and this is going to be written by Leah Williams. Um, now, is this in just Adventures of Mary Jane, or is this like Spinneret, like from the... No, the this is Mary Jane. Like, this vows? is 616. Because basically, they had it in, in the Spider-Man books. They've been building up Peter and Mary Jane's relationship. And I want to say, I think it was issue 23 of Spider-Man, or something like that, 28, 29. And they were like, this is going to be the big one. And so Pete was ready to propose. But Mary Jane's like, hey, I got casted in a film, and I got to go out to California. So I think I should do this. And he's like, yeah, no, uh, there we go. Like, let's do this. And so so this is going to be her, this is her life in California. Yeah, this is her going to be doing some stuff. So Mysterio is going to be a part of it because, hey, if you're on a movie set, why shouldn't you have some Mysterio there? I mean, it, most people won't know this because he wasn't in the. It wasn't. It wasn't how he was in the movie, but he was a stuntman, special effects artist. So, uh, yes, bring yeah. back, bring that back. Yeah, no, I'm excited for that. Uh, let's see. So then, luckily, with with that happening, uh, Amazing Spider-Man issue. 32 will be out uh, and this will be dealing with some of the uh, the future is in peril because if you do the math 80 years ago it was 1939 timely comics began which gave birth to marvel comics and 80 years from now will be 2099 Ooh, yeah somebody luckily they were doing a retreat and somebody said that and they were like oh my god that's brilliant so yeah we're gonna be getting a uh, 2099 uh, fifth week of fifth week event kind of sort of really? thing. yeah so they're gonna do like ghost rider 2099 dr strange 2999 all these guys i will tell you this i never read any of the 2099 stuff so uh i don't know if you have or not but of I, those characters which ones did you enjoy 
It really came down to, so Doom 2099 was fun. Why? Because it was our Dr. Doom who lived in the future. Oh, like He wow. got blown into the future. He's like, this world is garbage. I'm going to clean it up and fix it. And he actually was doing a good thing. Okay. So that was really cool. Um, Spider-Man 2099 was great. Miguel O'Hara is a fantastic character. We saw him at the end of uh, into, the, into the Spider-Verse movie. Which I would say Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099 is probably the most... Uh, recognized of the 2099. Yeah, he characters. was the only one really salvageable because yeah. even X Men 2099, you put X Men on a bagel, it sells. But you put X Men in that, and it did not. Oh my god, I have a X Men 2099 book that's signed by somebody, and I've I've never cracked it open. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So here you are sitting on bagel money, and in bagel money. <laughs> I don't even know if it's worth anything. <laughs> Take the bagel. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, yeah, no, they did a lot of them. Like Punisher 2099 was interesting, but it's just a guy in the future who goes through Frank Castle's tragic origin as well. Okay. Uh, I remember buying Spider-Man 2099 and Punisher 2099, and I had them in my backpack in grade school, and somebody took them. Oh. So sad, and luckily I still had my Doom issues at home. So that's why I read more of Doom 2099, because <laughs> I was like, well, I've still got my first issue. Um, but yeah, Ravage 2099, which is a Stanley creation. Uh, I didn't read about him. I don't know much about him. And then they just went crazy. They, you know, they made the second wave, Holt 2099, uh, Ghost Rider 2099, X-Men 2099, all that stuff. So this one's going to do a lot more. So I, I, it feels like a cash grab. Like not to be it's mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm very excited that Marvel is doing these. Like to me, they feel like fifth week events because they do this alpha and omega. So they'll have an alpha issue and then it'll go out to these other separate issues and then it'll come back into the omega. But I just, I can't get behind it. I just really can't, you know? It just, I don't know. So, but yeah, that's out there if you want. <laughs> Who is the, uh, I mean, the first 2099 books that came out in 1989? No, they were like 1990. Honestly, okay, this is a weird one. I think they kind of like, okay, so you, in 1991, DC did Armageddon 2001. They right. started looking to the future. So I want to say like maybe two or 1993 or something like that. Marvel's like, that's a good idea. But let's go even further into the future. And then they did. And it's great because it's like like Miles Morales is a crazy concept because he is a Spider-Man while you still have Peter Parker. Right. If this had been done in the 90s, I don't think people could have accepted that because it'd be like, well, there's only one Spider-Man. Right. You know, but, you know, people forget like, no, Miguel O'Hara, you have a Latino Spider-Man. You know, you've had a Latino Spider-Man for like quite a while 20 yeah you know so i i think that was a great way for them to be like hey we could take these characters because marvel's never really done the sidekick thing like they'll do bucky was probably about it yeah bucky was the only sidekick and then after that it's like nope we'll do partners so they do partnerships you know iron man war machine thor thunderstrike probably wasn't until young avengers they decided to bring back kid heroes kid heroes they're not necessary sidekicks because they're all their own heroes yeah Uh, they just take other names but yeah there's nobody that's a sidekick anymore. Yeah, so it's... Even Kamala Harris. Yeah, she's her own thing. She's Ms. Marvel. She's Ms. Marvel, yeah. Like, so, yeah. But again, Marvel finally started embracing legacies for the longest time, though they didn't. Yeah. So, but yeah, if you want to try some of the future legacies, definitely worth the hype. But for me, I just, I can't get behind it. Um, here's a big one that's coming out. Spider-Man Full Circle. This is going to have a lot of writers on this one. Um why is it a full circle? I, okay, so let me just read you the solicit here. Let's see if this makes sense. A summons from S.H.I.E.L.D. leads Peter Parker into a globe-spanning adventure that will test him as never before, one in which the future of all mankind lies in his gloved, webbed hands. Who is the mysterious prisoner in the steel box who keeps propelling the wall crawler onward? 
Nick Spencer and an all-star team of Marvel's biggest writers and artists take up the challenge to create the most wildest, maddest, unconventional Spider-Man story of all. Guest starring Nick Fury, Wolverine, and Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Ham. Sorry, Peter Porker, <laughs> the spectacular Spider-Ham. Of course. That's when you lost me. <laughs> Basically, I, I feel like this is like, hey, people have been buying these thick books. Let's put one out there. So I'm surprised they didn't try to be like, Amazing Spider-Man 1000. Because that's what this feels like. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be like, hey, I'll write this. And then they're going to get some famous writers from the history of Spider-Man and just try to cash in on the 80th anniversary of Marvel. So, hey, good luck. If you, any, if that's any, any speculation on who's the man in the iron box or whatever you just said? Um, nothing I can think of. And truth be told, I don't think it would even matter. Yeah. Like, it doesn't it's sound like it's things a, where yeah. It's like, yeah, like, oh, I guess that's a thing. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Avengers hits their 25th anniversary. Jason Aaron will have helmed the Avengers now for 25 issues. And this will finally conclude the challenge of the Ghost Rider. So what is the fate of Robbie Reyes? Uh, what's going to happen to Johnny Blaze being the king of hell and stuff like that? So we did get some answers in the Ghost Rider number one. But this will be very interesting to see what's going to happen now. Black Cat, her, ish, her fourth issue will be getting a second printing variant. Uh, Contagion, which is a weekly series kind of being like Marvel Zombies and Deceased, will be on part four of five. Daredevil, the epic collection, volume four, a woman called Widow. 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 Uh, this one's going to basically be showing us how Daredevil and Black Widow got together and why they were palling around and stuff like that. Doctor Strange will also be getting an epic collection, volume eight, Triumph and Torment. Um, let's see what else we got. Fearless part four of four. This is the all female team of Marvel heroes that are doing their own thing. So their miniseries will be coming to a conclusion as well. Um, the future fight first Luna snow number one. So this is based off that handheld video game that you can play on your phone. So they're bringing some of those concept characters to the actual comics. Uh, Ghost Spider hits issue three. House of X part or House of X number two gets a fourth printing. House of X number three gets a third printing. House of X number five gets a second printing. That thing has just been killing. <laughs> uh, Immortal Hulk hits its twenty fifth issue, and there's going to be some crazy stuff coming out of there. Immortal Hulk, the director's cut, part six of six, so that should be reprinting the eleventh and twelfth issues there. Incredible Hulk number one facsimile edition. That's right, because it's been all Hulk all the time. So if you actually want to journey back to 1962, I think, you can finally get yourself a copy of the Incredible Hulk number one. Yep, 1962. So this is going to be Bruce Banner running over there to save that stupid kid and then fighting the gargoyle. (laughs) Do we know where Rick Jones is right now? He's dead, right? Um. Oh my God! I don't think I don't think he's dead. I could no. You're, I think you're right because I think he was killed during the Hydra Cap story. That's right. He was killed during that because yeah. he became the new tech, like nah, the, the Whisperer or something. Yeah, like that. he was a hacker and all this. And he knew stuff and then he got killed during that. So yeah, I'm so there. What, that's weird. Like it's the such Marvel a shame universe without Rick Jones in it right now. Well, and like they've never given him his full respect in these last probably since 2000s. I mean, he got totally bypassed in the MCU. It's true. Um, I mean, he he's the to. guy who founded the Avengers. He caused the Hulk, you know, part of the team. He, was, he did a lot of great point, stuff. He was, he was a, a Captain Marvel. He was a Bucky. He's been a lot of heroes. I mean, he's a Jimmy Olsen. I mean, he's know? the he's he was, most recently he was A Train, right? He's or A Bomb. Sorry, yeah, A Bomb. I believe. Yeah, he was uh the he was uh, the Abomination or a version of the Abomination. Yeah, better, like nicer version of that. He's yeah. kind of he's kind of this world's Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's funny because then if we go to it. <clears throat> DC had Snapper Carr, and he's the kid who was responsible for the Justice League. That's true. So who who wins in that fight? Snapper Carr versus Rick Jones versus Jimmy Olsen. And we need a fourth one. So who's another Marvel guy? Who's the other Marvel 
like sidekick guy that's like that. No, um, the guy who's a, who's a sidekick. Uh, I don't know who. I mean, it's you can't you can't throw in Bucky because he's way too integral. You he's can't, way better than a sidekick. Yes, now, um, I God that that's uh, oh it's uh, Flash Thompson. Flash Thompson's good, but he's he's Venom. He's Agent Venom now. So well, he's dead. He's also dead. Um, no, I was gonna say uh, we can't pick people for this list. Marvel will kill them. It's true. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, 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 what's the name of the mailman? <laughs> the best. Oh, Willie name. Lumpkin. There you go, Willie Lumpkin. Why do you want to kill Willie Lumpkin? <laughs> <laughs> Stanley played him. Fantastic Four number one. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's see. Moving along. Uh, King Thor issue one gets a second printing just in time for King Thor number two. So this will be Jason Aaron's uh, swan song on the Thor stories. And Dawn of X continues with Marauders number one. That's right. If you recognize the name Marauders, you're going to recognize those as the team that was actually going into the sewers and hunting down mutants and killing them. Uh, basically, more or less the Morlocks. So the new Marauders will have White Queen, Bishop, Pyro, Storm, Iceman. And Kitty Pride's on the cover, and there's been a lot of speculation. Maybe it's going to be true, maybe it's not, but she may or may not become the new Red King. Wow. So this is going to be some interesting stuff. Kitty yes. Pride is part of the Hellfire Club. That's kind of weird. It is. Well, so in House of X, uh, Powers of Ten, they did this, the Council of Twelve, right? So you got 12 mutants that were picked up. So they themed it by the seasons. And so like fall, summer, spring, and winter. Um, if I remember correctly, I think Winter was the Hellfire Club representatives. So you had Sebastian Saul and uh, Emma Frost, and their their third seat was left unopened. So that's why everybody's speculating it'll be Kitty. Um, I forget the other seasons, but then you had one group. I think it was I think it was Spring, which was Xavier's students, and so you had um, uh, Nightcrawler, Jean Grey, and Storm. Uh, then the next three group was Magneto, Xavier, and Apocalypse. And then the other three group was Mr. Sinister, Mystique, and, oh, God, Exodus, I think. He's that, Exodus, yeah, really? Yeah, from the, 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 those 90s Magneto stories. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know much about that character. So, yeah, he was the last one. So we got 11 out of the 12. So I, my hope was it was going to be Cyclops, but he got an even cooler position. <laughs> He's the captain commander. So there you go. Yeah, check out our article. Uh, Ralph and I did some write-ups on that stuff. So instant plug. All right, let's see. Moving on. Uh, Marvel's Spider-Man Velocity Part 3 of 5 will be out. This continues the PlayStation adventures of theirs. Powers of X Issue 2 gets a fourth printing. Powers of X Number 3 gets a third printing. Powers of X 4 gets a third printing. Powers of X 5 gets a second printing. Punisher Kill Crew number four or five will be released this week, spinning out of the, um, um, oh my God, the War of the Realms. Um, Spider-Man number one gets a second printing, and this was the J.J. Uh, Abrams and his son story. Spider-Man Life Story gets a trade paperback collection, and go buy this trade, because we're talking Elseworlds today, and this is a fun one. Uh, just I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my foot a little in the water. There was an Elseworlds that captivated me. I love this one. It's Superman, Batman Generations. It is a great soap opera, uh, crash course of history, and just so much torment between Superman and Batman. It was fantastic. And that idea has now made it finally over to Marvel, and we're going to see Spider-Man age in real time. So all the way from 1962 to 2019 you're gonna see all of it and they cram in all the history mm-hmm. clone saga superior miles everything is there and it's fantastic 
So yes, go buy it. Strike Force issue two will be out. Um, Timely's Greatest: The Golden Age by Simon and Kirby will get a high, uh, an omnibus hardcover edition. So if you want to read some of the classic Marvel, like Golden Age stuff, go check that out. Tony Stark Iron Man issue seventeen will be out, and Iron Man's going to start heating up. Why? Because it's going to be twenty twenty very soon. And if you remember, they did a kind of an Elseworlds type of thing uh, over at Marvel. They did Iron Man twenty twenty. What would that Iron Man look like? Well, we're here at Iron in twenty twenty, <laughs> so we're going to see. Um, the True Believers. So if you want to save some money. Uh, uh, they will be reprinting the first appearance of Apocalypse and then also the first appearance of Kowanin. And Kowanin is actually, if you think of, of Psylocke, her Asian body in the purple suit, that's who Kowanin is. Which doesn't, it just means uh, nobody or something like that, right? Something like it's that. It's like or no one or empty or something. I something remember. like yeah. that, yeah, yeah. Um, Valkyrie, Jane Foster, issue four will be out. And then lastly, X-Men Milestones. These are the nice uh, printed trades of their stories. The Executioner song will be collected in trade paperback. And that was a huge one. Why? Because Scott Summers and Jean Grey discover that Cable or Strife could be their child. One of the two. One of the two. We didn't know who yet. Well, I mean. Well, we know living in the future. No, but technically isn't both of them? Isn't Strife just a clone of... Yeah. Cable? So, yeah, if you want to argue it, you technically could say, well, both of them are their child. And yes, you're, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's not Gene's child. It's, it's, Matt, it's Maddie's child, but Maddie is a clone of Gene. Yes. I mean, it's the weird thing. It's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like when you say Laura Kinney is, is Wolverine's daughter. Yeah. Which now she is because they go about saying that she's not just a clone, but she's also his offspring. Yeah, his DNA. It's like a test tube baby. Right. Extreme. Exactly. But if, uh, you know, before that, when she was just a clone, it's like, I don't know if you want to say that. That's like, I don't think that's fair. <laughs> I don't know if that's how, if that's the right way to put it. It's, yeah, no, I, I agree with you because it's like, well, this thing called biology has taught us that there is certain titles of stuff. And I don't mind if you say like a clone offspring, that's cool. Sure. But yeah, when they straight up say, no, that's Wolverine's daughter. Cause it's like, well, no, Dakin is, is the son, son of Wolverine. Yes. <laughs> X 23 is a modified clone, you know? So there's a whole different or Jimmy thing. Hudson, also his son. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's from, from an, an alternate But that's not our Wolverine son. That's it's it's a son. Wolverine son. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate son. See, and like that's why you can't make him feel responsible for Jimmy or for Laura. Like you can't be like, "Well, why didn't you take care of them?" It's like, "Well, I didn't even know they existed. You can't be bad at me about this." Now I just see Mavri Povich being like, "Wolverine, you, you are the father." Fired. And it's like, "Oh, <laughs> dang it." <laughs> Sabretooth laughing. <laughs> Which in like, some stories he is also I'm the grandfather. <laughs> yeah. Uh okay. Uh, is that everything? Yep, okay. that's what's out there. That's what's on your spinner racks for this week. Let's get into talking about Elseworld stories. So, uh let's see. Um what did you say was well, okay, first I want like I wanted to say to me there are two different versions two yeah, different versions of Elseworlds. There's the imaginary story which is more akin to... Um, oh, okay. I see where you're going with this. Uh, Just playful one-off adventure. Yes. So, like, the ones I liked or the ones I first started collecting were the ones where it was uh, the Jungle Book, but with Superman. Like, what happens if he had landed in the jungle and was raised by tigers or stuff like that. Right, right. There was the the Frankenstein and Two-Face one. Uh, so, it's Superman's body... Lex Luthor, Victorian age Lex Luthor gets finds the the sp- spaceship. There's a dead baby in it, but he uses the DNA from it to uh, reanimate a corpse of dead bodies or a a body of dead corpses. 
Holy moly. Frankenstein. they're not clones. <laughs> yeah. And that one becomes Superman. And then there was the other version was uh, Batman is both Two-Face and Joker. Like, it's Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, where he becomes, uh, he's either Batman or he's the Joker, like, kind of thing. Um, that's when you take those stories, you, you've you made them into that. But then there's the other ones that are uh, the more, like, what-ifs, where it's like, uh, well, uh Oh what yeah, if, the Darkest Night. So when Batman becomes, he's chosen as the Green Lantern. Exactly. Or Superman is speeding bullets. So baby Kal El is discovered by the Wayne family. Exactly. Or uh, Russian Superman, Red Sun, one of the more popular stories. Well, that's true. Which is getting ad- adapted soon into an animated movie. Yeah. So that's uh, th- that's the two different versions of Elseworlds for me. There's the ones that have that it's just you're taking well green lantern emerald knights or um, one thousand one emerald knights right yeah yeah uh, like that aladdin yeah green lantern mythos mixed. yeah so it's it's two things you take a story that already exists and you put our superheroes in it the other one is we take change a thing about our superheroes which is i get what you're saying yeah. yeah so you know like hey let's put batman in the count of monte cristo so there's you know those types and mm-hmm. then there's ones where we're gonna say batman decided to become a count <laughs> Monte Cristo. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Batman decides to rob banks instead. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what what was the first one? What's the controversy you were talking about? Well, here? okay. So there's so if, if we go all the way back, um, the you can actually trace this all the way back to the 1940s. So that's when you would discover imaginary stories, which is great, and there's some fun stuff. And that's when DC would just play with stuff. You know, that's when we had Superman Red and Superman Blue. But we're not talking the electric ones. Uh, but anyways, so the very first Elseworlds, um, it was it was published as Gotham by Gaslight. So this is Batman versus Jack the Ripper, like the medieval, not medieval, Victorian Gotham City and all these things. And this was published back in 1989, but it did not have the Elseworlds banner on it. Oh. But it is credited as the first Elseworlds. Which we did get an uh, animated adaptation of that yes. animated movie. Oh, yeah. God, I forgot about that. <laughs> Darn it! Back to therapy. No, but anyway, so so yeah, so that was that was the kind of the controversy there. But um, after that took off, you know, I was like, okay, hey, let's do this. Let's, I mean, let's start putting it on there. Pre Crisis on Infinite Earths, it's hard to determine what is and what isn't technically oh, yeah. an Elseworld because uh, the the whole idea is that there was no continuity, there was no one one reality for the comic books. Like, they had Infinite Earth, so it's yeah. like we're just choosing to explore the continuity of Earth One. Mm-hmm. But if we read about Earth seventy three, that's okay. Yeah, you still so bought this comic. As and then after Crisis on Infinite Earth, where everything becomes New Earth, now you have different versions of the stories. Yep. So now you play with it in different time because now we went timeline. So now you put them in different situations. Yeah. So yeah, so so basically, since 1989, we have had Elseworlds going on. Um, they've been published out. So the first one starts there with Gotham by Gaslight. It didn't have the official title on there, but it did. Now the first one to actually feature the Elseworlds logo would be Batman Holy Terror. Ooh, I don't know this one. Uh, I don't really know this one either. I've never read it, but it's it's a powerful one. It's got Alan Burnett and Norm Brayfogle as the uh, creative behind it. So those are some two strong names. And so basically in this one, um, there's a historic character, Oliver Cromwell. Uh, He was a English military and political leader back in 1599 through 1658. So basically, what if he lived longer? So now the United States of America doesn't exist, but we're a commonwealth run by this, you know, corrupt British government. 
So, you know, and Bruce Wayne, his parents are killed, and, you know, he, he decides to pick it up. Uh, James Gordon is still a member of the law, but he's an inquisitor. And so he's obviously doing what he can to try to figure out the Wayne murder. And so in this horrible life, the way things are, you know, Batman decides, hey, it's time to step up. And so he decides to become the Batman. Um, and there's going to be various teams up. Like you'll actually have Barry Allen in his, his, is in this. Um, Zatanna is in this. Uh, Dr. Saul Erdell, the man who brought us the Martian Manhunter, is back in this one. Uh, there's a man named Matthew and he has clay like abilities. So I imagine he's got to be, well, they call him project green man. So that might be Martian man on her. And so there's going to be a lot of characters all throughout there. Um, but basically it's going to be like anarchy Batman against the British government. And the way I would like to say this is it's kind of like think of Marvel 1602. And that's kind of how I would put it in that, that Victorian esque era of the DC universe. So that was the first one to be branded on there. Um, so yeah, once again, like when they started doing these things, hey, let's let's feature Batman, let's go from there. But they they put out a lot of other ones as well. Um, my first one, if we we start relating it to ourselves, my first Elseworlds. I remember actually picking this up at Hastings. I was so excited. You know, it was a very prestigious cover. Um, it had the square bound to it, the you know the higher price tag, but it was a very nice comic, and it was called Superman Speeding Bullets. One of my I loved that one. I read that one forwards and backwards all the time. It was just, it was just great, you know. Um, so in this one, as I mentioned earlier, you know, it just so happens to be that the Waynes are out driving, and they catch wind of the, um, oh gosh, of the the of of Baby Kal-El's rocket ship crashing. So they go and they grab him, and it's like, oh okay, well, we'll take care of him. We'll raise him. So now, you know, Superman finds himself. Well, Kal-El. Finds himself growing up in Gotham. Sure enough, that you can't escape that night. So they wind up getting killed in an alleyway. And, um, you know, a young Bruce Wayne, who is actually Cal L, discovers he has superpowers. And he's just so pissed at the murderer that he uses his heat vision on him and kills him. And this was put out in 1993. And J.M. DeMattis and Eduardo Barreto were the creatives behind it. And it's just a darker Batman, but it's a Batman with superpowers. And I just love this one. Even to the cover, like they recreated Superman number one. Um, picture a Batman costume, but with a full mask and kind of a, you know, like the, the typical Superman triangle or diamond, I guess, but with a bat inside it. And it was crazy. Lex Luthor turns out to be the Joker and all these things. And he was, he was just a very angry Batman, but luckily meeting Lois Lane, she helps temper him. And then finally, you know, he has that big showdown with Batman and he survives. And then he decides, Hey, I need to inspire instead of depress people. So he becomes Superman. So to me, it felt like they just took like Superman, Batman and Batman 89 and mashed it all together. And just <laughs> made this great story. And what I guess what, what I really loved as a kid I had that whole universe in one comic right then and there. I think that was the big appeal of it because you had the full story. Yeah. That's what was fun about those. Do you remember your first one? My first uh, Elseworld, I want to say it was the, um, it's the Tarzan one. It's it's Superman, because I remember it's him and he has the tiger skin like wrapped around his neck like a, uh, um, like a cape kind of thing. And he's wearing it. And I want to say, uh, is it sons of, 
of ju- of the jungle tarzan superman's tarzan sons of the jungle i can't i don't see the cover for it so i'm not sure yeah superman tarzan sons of the jungle back in 2001 unfortunately yeah they don't have a cover with it but see i feel like it was before 2001 so i, I don't know if that's the right one or not uh this list here on on wikipedia doesn't have all of it i don't think um but that's i I'm, i swear that's a, that was the first one i ever i read uh it's not something that really stuck with me one right. of the ones that I did stick with me was uh, the ba- the Superman American Revolution one, uh, and it's oh yeah. There's the images like there's cannons right behind him, and uh, he's floating, and he has that you know iconic looking pea coat on or American Revolution outfit on, and uh, it, it's got the Superman colors, and he's ripping a British flag, I believe, uh, kind of thing. So that's that one I really remember enjoying. Um, but those, yeah, those. I think were, that was an annual too, wasn't it? Was that an annual? Is that what it was? I believe so. Yeah, uh, conquers 18th century Earth. So that sounds about right. Uh, Action Comics Annual Number Six Legacy. Ah, uh, okay. So that's what I'm, I'm looking at the wrong. I should have been looking at the the Elseworlds annuals. Well, but that was even a fun thing. So yes, uh, to give you some background, back in 1994, the Elseworlds were gr- doing great. So by this point, that imprint is five years old so they decided line wide every imprint will be and every annual will be part of the elseworlds banner wow so john byrne was the writer and artist behind that one so that's huge to get him to come back to superman yeah oh my goodness uh batman legends of the dark knight i remember that one citizen wayne in the vein of citizen kane correct um this one was always an interesting one flash annual number seven the barry allen story I just remember that one because it had a crippled Wally West. He was in a wheelchair. He was mm. so depressed. And right behind him is this big movie poster, The Life Story of the Flash. So I've never read it, but that one always caught my eye. Uh, Green Lantern Annual Number 3, Ring of Evil. So basically Hal Jordan and Guy Gardner are Nazis. And John Stewart is the lantern who goes against and leads the resistance. But yeah, they did everybody. I mean, even Lobo got one, a, fast, <laughs> a fistful of bastiches. So yeah, they, they went all over the place. Yeah, I mean... I, we, we can talk about we talk about um, Legends of the Dead Earth. Well, that was, that was a, big that's one. a fifth, fifth week event, right? Well, but they did the same thing annuals there. It was all annuals yeah, though. So yeah, the, that one happens in 1996. So two years later, hey, if it worked once, let's do it again. I mean, I remember reading all of those stories, almost all of them. Like, I probably didn't pick up the Legions of Superheroes annual, but I'm gonna swear I read just about all the other ones. The the Superboy annual one where he becomes. Superman in the, in the new world you have that Superman annual where all the different Supermans they all have one version of his power like they'd split it up amongst yeah. them like that I really enjoy that I wish we could go back to just see that world again in some way that'd be fun to visit yeah yeah but uh so it, talking about uh Elseworlds before we talk about like our favorite stories what's um what's a story that you didn't think of it as an Elseworld but is had either now been uh, retold or relabeled as an Elseworld, or oh gosh, maybe even one that you think should be called an Elseworld. Ooh, that's a tough question because, like, I guess okay. So maybe this is—I think it might be answering the question backwards. Like, I, I think back to that Joker's last laugh. Like to me, there was some outlandish stuff that it didn't feel like it was part of the DC continuity, but it was. You know, so that one kind of felt like it was the other way, where it was in continuity, but it didn't feel like it was. Um, 
I'm trying to think of where there's been some where they've done something that was really fantastic, and they're like, we're putting that in the main continuity. Well, that that would be Killing Joke, right? Well, Killing Joke's tough, though, because they didn't outright say it wasn't in continuity, but it was just, at the time, it was just like, hey, I just want to write a Joker story. That's Mm -hmm. Alan Moore. And they're like, sure, go ahead. And it was so dark that maybe the editors were like, we don't want to count this. But they did put it in continuity. Right. They, they put you know, in Barbara being crippled. Yeah. Like, it's, so that, it's that a, thing, a thing. But it was, I mean, to me, it seemed like it was a Elseworld at the time. Like, oh, yeah. Like you're I saying, it's out say, of yeah. continuity. Yeah. So that's, that's very much something I would say. Um, uh, we were talking about this before we started recording because someone had listed uh, DC 1 million as a... Uh, elsewhere oh, yeah. story or alternate reality story like to me i guess you could say that now because of rebirth like that future is never going to happen but to me that was in continuity that was what would happen what would what's the future going to be like when we hit one million issues yeah no that's definitely that's true that was supposed to be like the end point well in that case and that makes me think of kingdom come like that so was that's one going to get to my favorite you know, yeah. elsewhere story and, and, and that one you could tell like they did such a like alex ross and mark wade did such a great job with that one they keep working that thing back in mm-hmm. and stuff happened. I mean, you know, there was a part where like Iris West, like uh, Wally's daughter, she was the kingdom come character. So that's why they kind of worked right, her in, but yeah. then they did the twins thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Red Robin, the costume made its way into that's the DC right, universe. You're right. Um, God, what else was there? Um, I mean, there's so many. I mean, Magog and Magog eventually yep, came Gog in. Magog and Magog came in. Thy Kingdom Come. Yeah. When that happened in the JSA. And even, actually, they just had this last week, uh, the latest issue of Justice League, Kingdom Come Superman comes flying in. Really? And speaking of Kingdom Come, you know, you've got um, Kingdom the, Come Brandon Routh. You yeah. Know, that's going to be happening. That's going to be happening. And, but then out of Kingdom Come, we had The Kingdom. Like, yeah, that, that was sequel, a whole. Which gave us. Sequel, yeah. Hypertime. That, which was, I mean. Kingdom Come is literally my favorite Elseworld out there. Oh, yeah. That uh, is something you have to read. You have to if you call yourself a comic book reader, you have to read that. Like just just to see first the visuals from Alex Ross. Oh god, Alex Ross art is beautiful stuff. But other than that, like the writing in that is amazing, the storytelling is amazing, the the depiction of each one of these heroes because the heroes and the villains because this is this is an older Superman, this is an older Batman. This is the ones that have gone through it. They've gone through all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's Clark. It's, it's cause I, I wrote about this. I, it's like, it's the idea, the same thing that happens in injustice, which also in other Elseworlds, if you want, you should count that as an Elseworld. Uh, very much so. The, the event of the Joker killing Lois Lane in one universe, he becomes injustice Superman. He becomes Superman Lord, right? Yeah. The other other one, he goes and he hides out in the Amish community. Or well, he just goes not, to the Fortress of That's right. He goes yeah. to the Fortress of I'm thinking of uh, the nail. But yeah, he goes and he just hides. He's like, this isn't the, my world anymore. You guys don't want yeah. me around. You guys didn't want my brand of justice, then to heck with you. You do your own way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny how he goes from either abandoning it or just gripping it totally and mm-hmm. being totalitarian about it. It's It's incredible. Oh, it is. I would love somehow for them to do like a versus between those two because they, they have the same moment that forged them. That's incredible. I didn't ever thought about it, but yes. Yeah. Yes. Kingdom Come Superman versus uh, Injustice, Superman. Injustice Superman. What's he called? He's not called Injustice Superman. He's called uh, Rain? No. Uh, Man, Royal? Uh, uh, no, I, I know they just referred to him as Superman. Um, it, well, in the video game, he's referred to oh, as, okay. as something else. It's It's something Superman, but yes. Those two. Those would be great. That would be incredible to see. 
But yeah. I feel like I feel like the evil Superman's gonna win because he's gonna he's not gonna hold back. I exactly like I think that's the edge. But then again, that's when you play with it, and it's like okay, well the kingdom comes, Superman. Hey, dude, I've got a reserve of power. Ooh, like I'm older than you. I'm a I'm a full charged battery. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, you could play with that. You know, but oh my god, that would be so great though to have those two. Even if you didn't have them fist fight it out, just the ph- philosophical battle on that would be great. You could see them just in the like outer layers of space the two of them just sitting there in the cold vacuum and like the icicles forming on each one as they just stare at each other just waiting for the other one to make the right move or make them first move kind of thing yeah that would be a pretty cool panel heck yeah dude i would would love that you know because that almost takes me back to superboy prime versus golden age superman yes yes it would it would almost be to that aspect where it's like look i lost something and i fought for it you did nothing and he's like yeah but i didn't make everybody bend to my will and those are both such gripping points dang it all right dc you're not stealing that idea we're gonna write this one out uh another one of my favorites is uh world's finest generations Oh yes, yes. Generations. Superman, Batman Generations. Yes, yeah, Superman Batman Generations. Been that's two, uh, two other sequels to it. That's the 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 thing. That's kind of like the thing that you're you're talking about with uh, Spider Man right yes, now, right? Exactly. Where, no, it feels exactly in the same vein. Where they. That's why one of these days I'm going to try to sit behind Excel and create an actual timeline between all those stories. And the best part about that is Generations actually spins out of a Batman Captain America Elseworlds team up tale. Ooh. Yeah, John Byrne did this Batman Captain America, I want to say like 1994, and it was set back in the 40s. So it's and it's that famous one where they're like, well even the Joker hated Nazis. Yes. And so yeah. that's where that that meme comes from. And yeah, so it was a it was a Batman and Robin team up with Captain America and Bucky. The Joker and the Red Skull team up. Everything happens. They all fight. They counter team ups and they discover secret identities. And it's just such a great superhero story. And they did this last page epilogue where it was like 1943, Captain America vanishes. 1963, you have Dick and Bruce in the Bat Sub. They discover the ice. They bring it in. It's Captain America. But notice how we said Dick and Bruce. That's right, because it's Dick Grayson, Batman, and it's Bruce Wayne Jr., Robin. Ooh. So that idea led to them saying, hey, Let's do it again, but with Superman and Batman, let's include the Superman family this time. Oh, man, that was a great one because I remember picking that up at FanQuest, and I think I cheated. I I waited till one of those, like, buy one, get one free days so (laughs) that way I could get the four parts for half the price. Oh, my God, though. I couldn't put it down. It is just so great, and each chapter was two decades, and then they did the sequel, and so now that had the 11-year jump, and and then they did the third one, which kind of lost me. Like, I need to read it again. Um, but it was fantastic stuff. And yeah, now I love that Spider-Man life story has done the same thing. Um, so yeah, so I, well, let's get those crossed over immediately. <laughs> let's see. I'm going to toss one in there real quick. Yeah. So this one was another one in my early days. Um, Batman and brightest day. So this one was a fun one because it, it, it really, it took a lot of Batman year one. Okay. The art style definitely, um, it, it, it had the look, it had everything right about it. And so in this one, you know, Bruce Wayne, he goes out his first night and he's like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go out there and and train. So he gets beat up and gets shot and he comes back home and he's sitting there like, dad, what should I become? And the bat and the ring come in at the same time. Wow. So this is 1994. Mike W. Barr and Jerry Bingham came together. And this one was great. So Bruce Wayne gets the ring. So for some reason, though, I just laugh, though, is. He keeps the Green Lantern costume, but he has the bat cowl, but it doesn't have the ears. So I don't know. It was kind of goofy looking, but it was what it was. But this one was so great. 
Uh, Sinestro comes to Earth hunting down Green Lantern. And so he's like, huh, well, what's the one thing that this, this Green Lantern, Bruce Wayne, will fear? He'll fear Joe Chill. So he goes to Joe Chill, absorbs his mind, and the two of them go insane. So that's how you get the Joker, Sinestro, Joe Chill thing to go right, after. Right, right. Uh, then eventually, like, you know, the Guardians call on Bruce Wayne, and he's like, no, screw you. <coughs> Sorry, you know, screw you. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do my own thing. So then they're like, oh, what are we going to do? So then they start adopting other superheroes. So we see Super Lantern, Flash Lantern, Wonder Lantern, and all these things. But one thing that really stuck out to me about this one, it was dedicated to Bill Finger. Wow. And they put in there who was present at the birth of both. And I thought that was cool because I understood the Batman part of it, but I didn't understand the Green Lantern one. But again, if you go back to the actual first Green Lantern, Alan Scott, Bill Finger is a co-creator. And so I thought that was really neat that even back then, back in 1994, people were still saying there was somebody else also there besides Bob Kane. Hmm. So that was a huge one for me. Yeah. No, that's that's pretty that's pretty amazing. Uh, okay, so some, some of the stuff that's online about some of the best uh, DC Elseworld stories. We have uh, the trilogy of Batman Red Rain, Batman Bloodstorm, Batman Crimson, uh, Crimson Mist. So these are all... Batman as a vampire stories. And those were huge because for the longest time they were not reprinted. Um, one of our friends, Chris Jitsi, he used to collect that one huge. And I remember he was like hunting hardcore really? for it because, oh man, those trades, like the original prints would go like 200 bucks sometimes. Wow. Yeah, they were crazy insane. People just loved that one. So that was, that was a huge one. But again, uh, vampires and Batman, yeah, come on. <laughs> right, it, it's pretty simple. Uh, Bratman, the doom that came to Gotham. I don't particularly know this story, um, but it looks like it's in the same vein as Batman Gotham by Gaslight. Uh, I'm not sure. It's kind of got the same look, same feel. Not really sure. Um, Gotham Noir, Batman Gotham Noir. I remember seeing the cover for this. Never read it. Yeah, yeah that didn't pop up in my radar. Batman I Joker. This seems interesting. Never heard of it, but it's uh, start with Roger Corman's Death Race series mixed in with some Running Man and Liquid Television. Set it all the cyberpunk future Gotham, and you get this weird psychedelic trip of Batman book. Sure. That's what you really want? That's what you're into? You know, it, yeah, it was kind of like, it was supposed to be like, yeah, like this guy, like, He's innocent, but then they drive him insane. So he's kind of like the Joker, but then he becomes Batman because that's the only way he can win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I didn't read it all, but I flipped through and I was like, this is crazy talk. (laughs) (laughs) There's Batman Year 100. That was an interesting one. Uh, Paul Pope, I think, was the driving force behind that one. Very interesting art style. Uh, but it was kind of a neat concept, like again, Bruce Wayne. But he kept it ambiguous enough that it's like, is this our Bruce Wayne, Ooh. or is this another Bruce Wayne of the future? Uh, Superman, uh, speeding bullets, which you already talked about. Which Great one, such Go an amazing that. story. Um, Justice, Justice League: The Nail. We hadn't talked about this one yet, but I loved that one. It's such a good story um, because it, it is. It's it's. We don't think about it, or we do, because we think about this all the time, <laughs> but most people don't think about Superman is the first superhero. He, he is the ushers in the age of hero or yeah. superhero. Um, this posits a world of what if there was no Superman? And that's what I love about this one, because most of these Elseworlds, they may do a hint and a nod to somebody else, but this one was Justice League. Mm-hmm. So the whole DC universe got affected. I don't want to tell you who the bad guy was. But that was mind-blowing when that reveal happened. It was a three-part prestige format miniseries. Uh, Alan Davis wrote and drew it, and they, they commissioned him for a sequel. 
but it was beautiful. Just everything. Like you see how Batman is different because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, Green Lantern is different because of that. Because they were the ones who had to step up since there wasn't a Superman. You know, Martian Manhunter is accepted, but he doesn't have that full on acceptance. Right. You know, and oh, it's just beautiful stuff. And oh my God, like the 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 the, the alien races, the way they were used in this and unchecked, and just how vile people could be and how horrible the villains were. You know, because like when they kill Hawkman, you know, it was like, good Lord. And then the way Ollie Queen got played <laughs> yeah, in that. Yeah. Oh, it was so saddening. It was just crazy. And, and the, the, the hardest part of all, too, was Batman. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when he was stuck and he was forced to watch the Joker kill Batgirl and Robin. And then luckily, you know, Selena came around and, you know, oh, man, just so much good richness in it. I highly recommend both parts, which I think they've published together as a hardcover. So yes. Go get that one. So on the opposite end of the spectrum is a super uh, a world with no superheroes. And then all of a sudden a Superman shows up. So you have Superman Secret Identity. Uh, Secret Identity has uh, the, the version of uh, a kid who his parents named him Clark Kent. Their name their last name was already Kent. He they named him Clark because they thought, hey, it's cool. Superman comics are around. Superman's a movie. Yeah, what a great honor. Let's let's name him that. Uh it's kind of it it mirrors parallels uh Superboy Prime. Oh, it totally does. But except- like honestly, that one that one that answers the question you asked me earlier. That was their way of basically reintroducing Superman Prime or mm-hmm. Superboy Prime. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, "Hey, how can we bring this into a modern world?" Because if I remember correctly, I think that's all Kurt Busiek in yeah. that one. Yeah, great one. So, and then the idea that, you know, as he gets teased throughout his whole life of, here's some more Superman stuff. He's, I hate Superman stuff. <laughs> but someone in college introduces him to a girl named Lois because they're like, ha ha, Clark, Clark and, and Lois. And then, uh, but he falls in love with her and he, they start a family and then he realizes he has superpowers. What? Yeah, like didn't he, like didn't they go on a date and he dressed up as Superman? Yeah. And he was like, and he oh stopped something. Do this. Yeah. It's for real. Yeah. It's all weird. And then he eventually has kids and, you know, he, the government's like, who's this guy in a Superman costume that's Superman. doing Superman <laughs> stuff? Like, it, it's all strange. So that book ends on such a high note. It's so cool. Like, I've never read that one all the way through. I and, need to. And that was the first, I'd never heard of Superboy Prime before that. Oh, wow. Because I never read Crisis yeah. on Infinite Earths before that. So when they introduced Superboy Prime, I thought it was this character and I was like, what is going on? Why this did is you make a bad? Different. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, you should definitely give that. And it looks gorgeous. And they did a sequel. So they came back, Kurt Busiek, and I think the artist, they came back and they did Batman's Secret Identity. So in this world, it's Bruce Wayne right? Oh. Uh, That was the part I didn't care about. But, yeah, they've been doing that. So so there there is more continuation of that world. Uh, There is uh, Luther Hero? No. I think it's just a Lex Luthor book. I think it's just called Lex Luthor. Is it just called Luther? Luther. See, and they're wrong on that one. Is it Brian Azzarello? Yeah. Yeah. That actually does count. It's Luther, or I think it's called Luther Man of Steel. And so it's supposed to be the flip version of Superman, the Man of Steel, which was the six-part miniseries that brought in the post-crisis Superman. And so they did one, and it's not necessarily like the origins of Luther. It's just like, here's a big retrospector. Like, if you wanted to read a good Lex Luther story, here you go. And so it is in continuity. It's some of these sites don't know what they're yeah, talking about. Yeah, <laughs> there's uh, Superman American Alien, which we've talked about before. Yeah. I think that's a cool reintroduction of Superman's uh, origins, so to speak. Yeah. Starting like, off. To me, that felt like a New 52 origin. Yeah, kind of. Uh, there's Superman Red Sun, which we already talked about. It's it's yeah. probably one of the most popular 
uh, outside of Kingdom Come. Uh, well, it's the most popular amongst people who probably haven't read a lot of the comics. Yeah, no, and it was funny. I passed that one up on its first try. I didn't care for it. And even then, I got, this will be one of those unpopular opinions. I don't mind it. It's all right, but it does have a lot of hype. People do claim that one. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman Amazonia, which is a steampunk version of Wonder Woman. Um, uh, what's this? Justice League, A League of One. I don't know about that. See, I could have sworn that was a, I think that's a mainstream story. Like they just basically did one where it's like, you know, this is how powerful Wonder Woman is uh, instead okay. of just being like, oh, I'm part of the league. Uh, and then there's this, this one I've never seen is uh, Justice Writers. I don't know anything about it, but it looks like. Oh, the Old West JLA. Yeah. That, yeah. Old, that looks pretty cool. And you know what's wild about that one? And again, actually, now that we're talking more about this, that was the first time we saw Maxwell Lord as a villain. Wow. Before. So I think they thought, hey, maybe this is a good character to make him be a bad guy. Okay. So yeah. Like, I think it's like, like quick draw Wally West, the sheriff, Martian Manhunter, Diana Prince is Wonder Woman and she starts gathering these heroes and whatnot. And like even Booster Gold and Blue Beetle are in this one. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Like I've seen it. I love it, but I have yet to really sit down and read it. Okay. Last one we definitely wanted people to know about is uh, Justice League New Frontier. Yes. Such a good story. You, there is an animated movie, which is pretty darn close yeah, they, to the they, actual they book. They very close to it, yeah. So you should definitely give that. If you love that version of history, like the, was that the 1950s? Yeah, that 50s, 60s, like ushering in the Silver Age. And the nuclear families and all that yep. stuff. That's It's definitely that. You should give that book a try. Give that you know, a read. If you are a fan of Green Lantern, like Jeff Johns and beyond, you owe it to yourself to read New Frontier because yeah. that is what got fans excited for Hal Jordan as Green Lantern again. Mm-hmm. And DC was like, oh, that thing can make money? All right, let's bring him back. <laughs> but yeah, Darwin Cook. Um, actually, I think that's like one of our strange origins of how we met before we met. True, yeah. I think like I was ramping it up. I was telling Diane, uh, owner of FanQuest, I was like, you got to tell people about this one. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And, you know, Mitch would, a young Mitch would come into the comic store and who the hell's that nerd? I don't care what he thinks. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, I mean, that's, that's funny. That's, um, uh, uh, the idea of, of freight of Chris back then, all, you know, if he had more money, he'd probably been like, you should tell people to buy it. And if they don't like it, they'll, uh, I'll buy it from them. If I could afford more than to my own. Yes, I, I, I would. I tell you, what, I even put it out there. You buy the trade and you don't like it. I'll buy it off. you. There you go. Uh, all right. Anything else you want to say about Elseworlds? Check them all out. Uh, right now, DC Comics has actually done a great job of collecting their Elseworlds. So they've been doing Elseworlds Batman, and I think they're up to volume three. Uh, they have Elseworlds Superman, and I believe that one's also up to three volumes as well. Because uh, that was even one uh, that I think you might remember this one, Son of Superman. Yes, I love Son of yeah, Superman. So I have that, the hard copy. Yep, of so that finally got reprinted and collected really? in there as well, yeah. Um, Elseworlds Justice League, which I believe is up to volume two. And I believe they may have, it's either, it's no, sorry, they are, Justice League is up to volume three. So actually, I think Wonder Woman got put in with the, um, with the Justice League ones. But there's a lot of great stuff that Green Lantern, 1001 Emerald Knights, that is featured in Elseworlds Justice League Volume 3. So DC knows it's out there. There is love for it. Um, Right now, they've kind of, like in the post-rebirth era, we don't have much going on. Like we spent some time talking about the White Knight, which was fantastic. Sean Gordon created a beautiful world. We spent some time talking about New uh, Nightwing, the New World Order. Um, 
And then currently right now, they are officially just calling them Tales of the Dark Multiverse. And there will be a collection that will grab all the one-shots. And I believe, since they're featuring this character, Tempest Fugnot, he's very brand new. Uh, He's basically like, picture the Watcher, like a DC version of him, uh, a little bit more proactive. He's the one that he's he's helping Wally West go through the, the multiverse right now. So like Heroes in Crisis got rewritten. So that's part of the Flash Forward series. That's I mean, going to be the redemption of Wally. Isn't that what a monitor should be? Exactly. But I don't know why they're just not using the monitor. Huh. But anyway, so yeah. So anyway, so you've got that going on. So anyways, these stories, like that one that just came out last week, the um, Batman Nightfall, the mm-hmm. Tales of the Multiverse one, I think there's going to be something coming out of that. Like there's going to be a crisis. And I think this is where we're going to see the dark side of the DC universe. So these future trades that are coming out, I love the fact that they're going to take great stories. They're going to take identity or sorry, they're going to take infinite crisis. They're going to do a, a dark multiverse of that one. Uh, the, the, uh, the blackest night, they're going to take that and do that as well. So DC is putting those stories out there. Write about these, talk about these, promote these. These are fantastic stories. These are also great gateways into discovering these heroes because, yes, it is daunting to say, hey, read Superman. Because even if you pick up the post-rebirth continuity, there's like three different versions of Superman. Which one do I want to read about? So that's tough. You know, The easy answer is just go with Bendis. Why? Because he's in charge right now. Mm-hmm. But if you want to discover Superman in a different light, try these stories. You know, Like I said, to me, Speeding Bullets is huge. That, that gave me so much love for Superman because it explored the mythos and it gave such great stuff. So you know, New Frontier is going to... It's going to teach you about the Justice League. Uh, The Nail is going to teach you why Superman is important. So these are fantastic stories. If you want something that's outside the norm but close enough, that is the best way to go for it. And then, yes, Superman, Batman Generations. (laughs) Do it. You will love yourself for it. There you go. And then make sure you come back and listen to more of our podcast because that's the way he said. This is the origins of our podcast. This is our love for Elseworlds and what ifs and the idea of what happens when you combine these characters, when you change their stories, when you put them in different situations. Yeah, we love it so much. That's where our title comes from, Imagine If. DC's imaginary stories and Marvel's what ifs. Imagine if. Mm-hmm. So uh, this, if you have any of your favorite Elseworlds stories that you want to tell us about, we'd love to hear about it. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Midgetpedia, G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. You can find Chris on Twitter as I'm on Twitter as stuff. I should stuff. I should say if I could say it correctly stuff. I should say should being spelled S H U D. The rest of Geekly Media is at Geekly Media on Instagram at Geekly Media on Twitter and Facebook.com forward slash Geekly Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geekly Media Network on our website geeklymedia.com. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to geek, geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast.